Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Tales to Terrify, part of the District of Wonders network. Featuring Starship Sofa and Far-Fetched Fables, everyone has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours. Good evening, children of the night. I was out for a walk this past weekend and I was thinking, what profession embodies horror the most. First thing that comes to my mind were exorcists. Since the Vatican has announced that it would be increasing the number of trained exorcists since apparently there has been an uptick in possessions, particularly in Italy. But then I considered soldiers. If you're an American, there's a high probability that you know someone that is or was in the military. Buy that person a drink, a meal, or maybe something to smoke, and ask them to philosophize about the purpose of the military and the world, and you'll gain an insight that is worth having. But what about people who slaughter animals, or butchers? That's a rather gruesome business. How about undertakers? Or, as they've branded themselves, members of the death care industry. If you're not American, please don't die here. It's expensive. But then I considered the profession that I grew up with under my feet. The coal and oil industry, I believe, holds the most horror of all. Stay with me, I'll, I'll break it down for you. Undertakers bury the dead. But fossil fuels? Coal and oil are the dead, exhumed from their million years of rest to be consumed in humanity's furnaces and engines. But of course, any good horror stories hubris cannot go unanswered. The ghosts of those long-dead curse the world, and it becomes its own oven to cook the living. And while we're at it, don't forget prophecy. If you're a Westerner, you've no doubt heard the Hebrew story of Noah and his boat with a worldwide flood. Those who mocked him were shut out of the boat by the hand of God and drowned with all living things. And after the waters receded, God promised to never flood the world again. But we'll show him we can flood it ourselves. These are the things I think about on my long walks by myself, and if I didn't happen to watch any scary movies or read any good books, you'll probably hear about them. But enough of my brain. Let's hear some stories. First up is a story from Nicholas T. Monastir, a fellow Ohioan. 
Nick was born in the small town of Shelby, Ohio in 1991 and moved to Columbus when he entered high school. He served in the United States Army as a paratrooper for five years, deploying to Afghanistan in 2014 with the 82nd Airborne Division. He currently resides in Northwest Ohio as a factory worker and will be published in the upcoming fantasy anthology from the Knights of the Northwest Publishing Group titled Dragon Band of Monsters and Valens. Settle in and listen to Nicholas T. Monastir's Feast, a Tales to Terrify original. Dream logic is strange, thought the boy walking through the clearing, cold wind to his back. He wondered if the cold would bother him once he was covered in fur. Over there is where Terry shot the gun. He knew that if he'd explored the area a bit, he'd find a shotgun shell. Or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe Terry hadn't actually fired. Probably he had. It was so difficult to tell what was real and what wasn't anymore. Ever since that night, He'd had a hard time differentiating dream from reality. He stuck his hands in his pockets and looked up, watching the moon climb higher. It occurred to him that he had never actually seen the moon ascend into the sky. Like the hour hand on a clock, it only moved when you weren't watching. But right now, the moon was definitely moving. He surveyed the woodline, trying to peer through the vegetation and see what was hidden amongst the trees and shadows. He rocked back on his heels and pursed his lips. Any moment now. There was a rustling to his left just beyond the clearing's edge. His head jerked, scanning, searching. He wondered if his eyesight would improve after the change. It probably would. Behind him, somebody cleared their throat. He spun around. A tall, lanky man stood inside the clearing just at the edge. The boy couldn't see the man's face or make out any features. The man was naked, but didn't seem embarrassed by the fact, nor did he seem cold. His breath came and went in small puffs, panting like a dog, small clouds of vapor dissipating quickly in the night air. He stared at the boy, silent. Hello? said the boy, trepidation and fear crackling in his voice. He cleared his throat and tried again. Hello? The man stood still, offering no response. It was you, wasn't it? The boy took a step forward and the man jerked into a stance that could mean either fight or flight. The boy paused. I'm not going to hurt you, said the boy. The man who shot at you, that's my stepdad, Terry. You scared us last month. You thought you were a bear. The naked man's breathing sped up, but he still held his silence. I know what you are, said the boy. Or at least I think I do. The man's face was still shrouded in mystery, but the boy had the distinct feeling they were making eye contact. I dreamt of you, you know. The boy felt himself falling into a trance, calm, detached, hypnotized. Every night since Terry and I were out deer spotting, I've dreamt of you. Now the boy was whispering, feeling caught somewhere between dream and reality. Maybe he was. He kept talking. I feel like I'm always dreaming. The man snorted, spat. I've seen all the movies, 
whispered the boy, an irrational fear at the back of his mind told him that if he spoke too loudly, he'd wake himself up and the dream would end. I've read all the books. The man finally moved, pacing slowly left and right, prowling, stalking, never breaking eye contact with the boy, never speaking. I want to be like you, the boy explained, still whispering. All it takes is a bite, right? Just one and then I'd be... The sentence lingered, hanging heavy on the air. He couldn't bring himself to say the word, to admit what the naked man was, what he wanted to become. There are some words you just don't say in dreams. Then I'll be like you, the boy finished at last. The man, still shrouded by the night, stopped moving, kept panting. Slowly, ever so slowly, he shook his head. No? the boy asked, starting to wake up. The man shook his head again. What do you mean, no? Tears streamed down the boy's face. I saw you in my dreams. I saw you change. You showed me this place again. You told me to be here. You recited that poem to me. I'll come to you when the moon is high. I'll feast with you under a full moon sky. And look! The boy pointed to the sky. The moon was almost at its zenith, shafts of ghostly light peeking from behind wispy clouds. The moon is there. The moon is full. You came to me in my dreams, told me to come to you. I thought you wanted to change me, to make me like you, so we could feast together. The naked man stopped panting. He growled. Unless... Realization washed over the boy. You can't be turned. The naked man's shoulders broadened, his nose and mouth extending into a snout. Two triangular tufts of fur sprouted from the side of his head. No, not fur. Years. He dropped to all fours. You can't be turned, whispered the boy. You can only be born. The man, the creature, snarled in response. I'll come to you when the moon is high, whispered the boy. I'll feast on you under the full moon sky. The wolf crouched. The boy turned, running. The house, he thought. I have to get to the house. The wolf hit him hard, knocking the breath from his body and slamming him to the ground. He felt an immense weight on his back, then a vice-like grip on his arm. He was shook back and forth like a ragdoll, spittle flying from his gaping mouth. I want to wake up now, he thought. The agony of teeth in his shoulder next to his neck. Tendons were crushed, bones snapped, flesh tore. I want to wake up. Something warm and wet splashed across his face. Blood or saliva he didn't know. I want... He heard a snarl. The pain faded. He grew tired. So, so tired. The wolf howled at the moon, the lunar body gazing down upon the clearing with the cold indifference of a celestial god. The wolf wagged its tail once, his ears slicked back and flat on his head. Then, while the boy's body was still warm, it began to feast. That was Nicholas T. Monastir's Feast, as read by our own Seth Williams. 
Seth Williams is a narrator and an associate editor at Tales to Terrify. He enjoys listening to fiction podcasts and audio drama. He shares his life with husband, dog, and cat. Thank you, Seth. Children of the Night, the story originally appearing in this episode, was withdrawn by the author. That'll be your show for the evening, Children of the Night. Visit our Patreon page in the links below and don't forget to like us on Apple Podcasts. Our show is produced by our editors Scott Silk, Seth Williams, and Drew Sebastini. Website designed by Josh Lightsey and theme music by Diane Severson. Tales to Terrify is distributed under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives 4.0 license. Join us again next week for another episode of Tales to Terrify. This presentation has been brought to you by the District of Wonders Network. Dedicated to podcasting the finest genre fiction. You can learn more about the District of Wonders and their many literary productions at their website, www districtofwonders.com Thank you for listening. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.